Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one random movie at a time. My name is Aaron Cornelius. My name is Sarah Roberts. My name is Joel Torres. This week was LFO the movie uh, from 2013, directed by Antonio Tublin. It's a Danish movie starring people whose names I'm not going to try to pronounce after trying to pronounce them for about 15 minutes. Uh, Please keep that note up because I'm going to try to pronounce Oh, them. you're going to try to pronounce I'll try them? it here. Right. Okay. We've, we've got Patrick Carlson. Yeah, that's the easy one. Mm-hmm. Isabella Joe Ching. Chig. I, I think Chig. Yes. Chig. The, the T is silent, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. T-S-C-H-I-G. And then uh, Perf Lofberg. Right. Lofbetty. Lofberg. But I put it through, how do you pronounce this? And it said it is pronounced Lofbetty. Lofbetty. Huh. I'm not Danish or Swedish. What did I already say? Danish? I've ruined this podcast. <laughs> no, okay. not at all. You so it's a Swedish it. movie from 2013. About uh, let's get a little synopsis in here, Sarah. What would you say this movie is about? If you were going to synopsis it real quick, real quick, I'd say it's about a man who is tinkering with sound. And trying to do new things with it, but he is also going through a personal crisis, and uh, just some things that come from that. I'm sorry, I was smiling at you and distracted you, sorry. <laughs> so, what is this movie about, Aaron? Uh, you know, I, what Sarah said, man, like... it. it you're following this guy who 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 has these uh, this grand invention that he that he's come up with a new sound. Uh, he you know he has these 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 uh, these notions of grandeur and and then you just kind of see him fumble and do some horrible things and then I I don't know man <laughs> it's it's it was it was a trip that's for sure yeah. it was a trip. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us expected. Or knew what to expect with the movie. I mean, not not just from not knowing anything about it when we chose it, but uh, I mean, you can never tell with a low budget movie what's actually gonna end up happening in it. Especially, well, you, you know what? I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm just gonna stop talking, <laughs> like I know what's going on. Well, well, you know. Hey, what you know? What what Sarah said again? You know the guy. The guy was obviously deranged, but also a genius. The you director know? of the movie, yes. Wait, possibly. No, you, were, you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, you were talking about. I was about actually the- pleasantly surprised, despite all the deranged things that happen. I I didn't know what to expect going into it. I expected to hate it because. I know that more times than not, I I don't like a sci-fi movie, especially if I don't know anything going into it. And this was foreign. I was not so sure what we were going to see. That It was twisted, but I enjoyed it. That's good. That's I mean, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for things that are surprisingly enjoyable or surprisingly bad and enjoyable even so. <laughs> Well, you know what? What I liked about the movie, uh, I I I enjoy the synthesizer quite a bit, and uh, 
this movie, was, you know, that was the, the whole idea was that he had found this that, uh, you know, I can't remember the character's name, uh, to be honest, but uh, he had found the sound because he was having inner, like inner, inner, inner ear issues, Rolf, right? Rolf, Gurf, Rolf or something. What was his name? Rolf? It was something extremely generic. It wasn't. <sighs> yeah, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. I'll refer to him as the guy with the glasses for now. Um, but yeah, yeah, he found this sound because he was having some inner ear issues and... I guess as as the movie progressed, like he was he was talking to someone uh, via the internet, I'm assuming, and and they were corresponding while he was figuring out the sound, and and uh, he said he said that you know he had like very nervous tendencies, and this particular um, level of sound helped calm him down, and then uh, essentially while while he was experimenting with that sound, he recorded his voice over it, and uh, oh Robert, okay, yeah. Yeah, generic. Generic. Should have remembered that. Yeah, the the movie had a bunch of title cards where it was just a simple, not even a sentence. When you know the first one did say Robert, uh, and uh, there were other interesting little cuts in between. But I'm sorry. Oh no, dude, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That that's important info. You You were saying something extremely nerdy about synthesizers. That's that's yeah. He found the sound that. That, that calmed him down, and then he accidentally recorded his voice over it, and he figured out that he could manipulate people and thing, or yeah, he could manipulate people with uh, with this particular sound, and apparently the sound of his voice. Yeah, that's actually in the beginning. I was like, man, if there was like a single tone that I could play and feel completely at peace and rested. I mean, this is wonderful news on a like a psychological level. Just, just imagine, you put on a pair of headphones, you set a timer for five minutes, and you take it off, and you feel like you've been sleeping for eight hours. Yeah. That's... <sighs> well, that's the whole movie. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> of course that's not the way it works out. You know, I, if, I feel like science fiction movies, for the most part, unless they're the adventure type, are all about how technology has a special way of corrupting us. Hmm. And you always see something, you, you know, you hardly ever see an ideal future in yeah. in future movies. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking of, I was like, well, Gattaca is kind of nice, except for all the children are genetically modified so that they're a certain way. And then you got to think of I, anything else. I, I'm sure to the people in that society, everything was great. But, well, I mean, obviously, except the main character, of course. But, but yeah, you know, they were all like you, like you said. Living weird genetically modified lives, right? But yeah, from from our perspective, it was very nightmarish to think to think one would be judged for their flaws, like on a genetic level like that. Yeah, and this was just the man gets a power. I mean, he doesn't physically get a power. This tone that he discovers gives him the ability to suggest things to anyone who hears that, who is in the trance state that he found himself in the first time he discovered it. And he can tell them what to do. They become his puppets. And what would you do if you had that power? That is a that is a terrifying question. When I was a kid, if somebody had asked me that question, I probably would have had... You know, funny answers like, oh, I'd make somebody stand on their head or, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd make the girl, you know, this this is where it starts to get twisted. Like, oh, I'd make the girl at school that doesn't like me like me or something like that. And, you know, an innocence to your thought is <laughs> is something that just disappears when you're older. Like, what would you do if you had the power to command somebody to do anything? I don't even like to think about it. Yeah. I just remember saying out loud when we were watching it, who would want a slave? Like, you could have a slave, probably, in some parts of the world, or if you had enough money, or if you were crazy enough to capture someone. But who, seriously, who would want to enslave another person? It just boggles the mind, because I think, I hope everyone's coming to the consciousness that it is never okay to treat another human being as like a tool for your own uses yeah i mean yeah i just was like why would you want these slaves yeah even the character i mean uh, we have to emphasize that the character in this movie uh robert is mentally ill 
He is, uh, in the very beginning we see he opens his bathroom mirror and it has a note on it that says, take your medicine or take your pills or something like that. And it's a problem that just progressively gets worse throughout the movie. At first you don't even realize what's going on, you know. You think it's just somebody who discovers this thing and is is being corrupted by it, but then you realize there was already something wrong with him. Precedence is set that there's this, like, phenomenal power to control others, and then already we have this guy who who definitely, like you said, he has issues, you know, and, and, and being off his, his, his medication is making him more egotistical. It's making him more of a, uh, a monster. Now his brain has a check and balance, I guess you could say, even when he, when he's off his meds, because he begins to, he begins to, uh, visualize his, his, uh, his dead wife and son. And, uh, the way at first, at first, you know, the movie leads you to believe, uh, I'm sorry, this is like a huge spoiler, but. Yeah, there's okay. no way around it. Yeah, there's, I guess there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we don't want to spoil the ending, but the rest of it is okay. I mean, it's... I guess we haven't had that conversation yet, yeah, have we? I, no, not really. <laughs> I, the more recent the movie, the less I would feel like we would we should be spoiling the ending. But the in-between bits, I mean, how else are we supposed to talk about it? I guess that's true. That's true. We're not geniuses. Oh, except Sarah. But the rest of us are not geniuses. Nah. I'm not cleaning the floors at, you know, some prestigious school and then finishing, you know. Boy genius from Southie. (laughs) (laughs) How many other therapists, uh, how many other psychologists did you go to before me? Mm. Let me guess. I I don't know the names. Sarah knows it better than me. I, one of the funny things that occurred to me when I was watching this was that it reminded me of that really cool episode of the regular show when they find the power synthesizer and they say, take us to the moon, take us to the moon. I was like, yeah, Yeah. having a synthesizer and the power to do special things taken a totally different direction. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of other, other move, science fiction movies where, where sound is the, uh, is, is like the, the, the key to, you know, unlocking things. There's like close encounters. Like that's how they communicate with the aliens is mm-hmm. through sound. Uh, He-Man. Yeah, I was just Masters of the Universe. Of the, the, universe. the key, He-Man. The key. Oh, yeah. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> I, I, I love that movie. I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> We were uh, all we were all those kids. Oh man! <laughs> well, you know, it just yeah, mu- it music. Music is just a it's a wonderful thing, but it's kind of interesting to see it being used as you know, or sound, you know, being used as a terrible weapon as I well. Know, you know, I know, I love sound so yeah. much. I mean, I listen to music all the time. I listen to poetry, plays, a lot of different things, but this was like I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it, and the and the sound itself. Yeah, they chose a really good way yeah. to show just like a void, and I can't imagine just using something so great in such a terrible way. Yeah, um, yeah, these people didn't know what was coming at all, and I think even the main guy didn't really know what he was in for. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, well, I don't yeah. want to say he didn't know what he was doing, but he didn't. He did know what he was doing. He just didn't. Well, there there was almost like a duality at first. Like at first, like you know, you could tell when he was on his meds, he was talking about like the how this was going to change everyone's lives and how and how you know you know he was he was he wanted to get published or you know uh, you know uh, there's a scene where he's accepting the Nobel Prize you know for for finding this sound you know and then but then but then later on it's it's as if like all of that is lost and he's just figured out that you know he just control the universe by himself and right he had these he had these big ideas and these big ambitions but this movie never leaves his house and <laughs> it's that is his universe like when he first these new neighbors move in the neighbor happens to come and introduce herself to him and she happens to walk by one day and that's when he whole his whole thing started he wouldn't have left the house to go see who she does you know where she was or anything like that and the couple times he does leave the house chaos ensues yeah i you could he has all these grand ideas 
I'm going to change the world. I'm going to get the Nobel Prize for this. Think of all the ramifications, the changes that could be made to the world. Instead, he uses them to have sex with his neighbor's wife. He's like, okay, out of all the choices, infinite possibilities in the world from this new technology, what am I going to choose to do? I'll convince a woman to have sex with me that probably doesn't want to. Like, it was just really bizarre that that was out of all the choices that that was what he chose on many occasions. Yeah. No, this wasn't like a one-time thing either. No. He made made so many mistakes, too. You just felt like the guy was being... He is a genius in the movie, but he was so stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. stupid. Yeah, he's a genius about sound manipulation, but everything else he needs to... Yeah. Well, well, and and so he was talking with someone on the internet about his device, and he 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 developed a friendship with a couple other people, and it sounded like one of the guys didn't believe him, but another guy was catching on, and he came and he tried to visit him uh, because well he wanted to find out what he's been up to, and um yeah I'm I'm forgetting I'm forgetting his name at this point. Uh, he was regretfully. Just, he was just a round-headed person. <laughs> the other scientist, yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, and I kind of wish that uh, you know, the film did something more with him. I feel, I feel that. Okay, my problem with this movie was that this guy had like little to no opposition. It just seemed like he got what he wanted. All the time. I felt that, that, like, there was a couple points where, like, you know, he was using his neighbor, he was manipulating his neighbors, you know, having sex with his, with his, you know, his, his neighbor and her not being able to understand or even fully comprehend what's going on. And, um, you know, like, the other scientist found out about this and he confronted him and he just was like, nope, sorry, dude. I'm just gonna, you know, mess with your mind you're totally gonna forget this even happened like bye bye yeah it was his magic restart button every time a problem started to happen i just wish i wish that he could have felt like uh just even a little bit of the of the pain that you know or but the thing is is they didn't even know what was going on with them it was it was it was just it was as if you know you the viewer the one who's who's really the only one who's being agonized because you see what's going on and they don't even know they don't even know like the acting was done really well. The, there were some moments that were really disturbing because you could see them in this vegetative state that they were pretending to be in as actors, but it was convincing. I mean, you you could see that they <laughs> were taking in everything that he was telling them to do, and you would you just felt, as the viewer, humiliated and disgusted for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's that manipulation and the using of people people he doesn't know yeah. and therefore has no attachment to is a difficult thing to talk about because this movie is like supposed to be i mean the movie is a dark comedy and they had funny moments you know there were things that he did that were stupid you know like he does get caught a couple of times and you you know that's it's funny to a point, it, man. Yeah, the randomizer chose it chose a, quite a treat for us this time around, man. Like, huh. yeah, it was it was it was brutal. I'm happy it was just I watched a very brutal it. film. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've never heard anybody talking about it before. I, I probably just don't hang out with the right groups, you know, biker gangs and uh, uh, chipmunk enthusiasts, and, <laughs> uh, nutritionists. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, you know, what what sci-fi fan this movie is aimed after, unless, of course, you're you're looking for, like, something that's going to completely F up your mind. I don't know. That was kind of, you know, yeah, if you're looking yeah. for that experience, this film is, is definitely for you, I guess. If, I mean, it, it reminded me slightly of um, a Sandman comic in the, the first uh, graphic novel, The Preludes and Nocturnes, when, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've Red Sandman, uh, whoever's listening, but uh, um, <laughs> there's a character. His name's Doctor D, and uh, he gains the Sandman's uh, amulet, and uh, he goes into this truck stop and begins to just manipulate everyone in the truck stop. And it 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 felt very similar 
to to that that issue of the Sandman. Like it was it was kind of a scary experience where I was like, I think I've I've, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the Purple Man. That's what it is. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this in the aspect of science fiction. This movie was science fiction as far as we know, because as far as we know, this technology doesn't exist. But I feel like it was like barely scraping the surface of being a science fiction movie. I mean, this this guy could have just been a hypnotist, which is a real thing. Yeah. Could have been manipulating people through lights. This one just happened to be him discovering the tones that could be used to to put people into that hypnotic state. What do you think? Is it sci-fi? Well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say that uh that it is science fiction in the sense that the technology like I know that I, I haven't done any studies on it, but I'm pretty sure that nowadays we have the ability to weaponize sound. Uh, I'm sure that there is a frequency that would kill yeah. that would kill people. Yeah, we do. You know? I'm 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 sure of I it. I mean, I don't know that specifically, but I I have yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, there's the brown note, but I don't think that's actually killed anybody except for Kenny on that episode of South Park. And, and so I feel, I feel that that eventually, I'm sure someone will, will create a, a scenario, maybe using sound that could that could manipulate people. It's it's not it's not that far off from you know. Well, now I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I just realized that I was going to say something that I shouldn't say, but that. I do know that the military uses sound yeah. for different things. and um, Well, they definitely do it for those rooms where they just play sound so that you can't sleep. Like the really loud music on like a single individual trying to get information out of them or just torture them. I okay. Mean, I mean, not necessarily the government either. There's, you know, there's lots of organizations or individuals do... Terrible things. Sound can be used for evil. Have you guys ever had a traumatic experience from sound? Like sound was like something scary or horrible? Nothing comes to mind, but... I, I'm I'm pretty sure that there have been a couple of uh, I mean it's it's audio and visual like like a couple of like jump scares and some movies that have gotten me but it's not just the visual effect it's the, you know they also use sound at that moment to to grab you but I mean like I said I, I don't think it really counts because it's more of like a you know I just thought of something I just I thought of a couple of things this this is probably a common experience for anyone who's had to work at a place where you are constantly bombarded by the same sound over and over. I, when I was younger, I worked at a theme park and um, for eight hours a day, I had to hear country Western style instrumental music, nothing with any lyrics or anything like that, because it was a mining town environment (laughs) Now, now, well, it's a theme to the Waltons and uh, other songs that I can't remember, thank goodness, now. But I specifically remember the theme to the Waltons. And by the end of the day, after how many months of doing this job, I would try to sleep and all I could hear was this music over and over, like earworms. Earworms. Forced earworms. And so I would be, like, stressed. The funny thing is, I what initially made me think of this situation was the time that I had to wait for my older siblings while they got on the Matterhorn at Disneyland, and I had to wait by the teacup ride. And so that night, I couldn't go to sleep because all I could hear is... Disney weaponized sound, huh? That's right. A very merry on birthday for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess I've never had anything that bad happen. Sorry to remind you of that. No, it's I, fine. I have had this really weird experience where I, I often put headphones on when I'm going to sleep and just put some music on. And in the middle of the night, I wake up with something blasting in my ears 
because at some point, I don't know if I touched my phone or what happened, but the volume is just so intense. And that's, there's been a couple of times where I was afraid I hurt my ears from doing that, but, you know, concerts and whatnot over time. I I think I take the good with the bad because I just love music, but yeah, I've had I've had an experience where I was scared from how loud it was when I woke up. But nothing as bad as uh being forced to stand in a spot and listen to the same instrumental music over and over again. That's not true. You have specifically told me about a story working at a certain store during oh, right. Christmas time. That's right. No, I, I've had a couple of uh, retail experiences where they played horrible music. I, I worked at a, a store for quite some time that played country western music, and um, it was it was the pop country, you know, that tries to make funny jokes and puns and all these little, you know, wink wink nudge nudge kind of remarks. And um, and I knew a lot of them by the time I was done working there. But God, it was so. Terrible. And everyone kept saying to me, you know, most of the time when people hear this kind of music for a while, they start to like it. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I will never like it. Still don't like it. Remember the song, still don't like it. But um, I think what Joel is talking about is a time that I worked in a department store. They hired me to work in the Christmas department, which was a department in this store. And it was October, before Halloween, and all day long people would come in and say, you know, it's only October. But um, there wasn't anything I could do about that. <laughs> I was just supposed to operate the cash register. Um, they had Christmas toys in there that would play these annoying, like, sound bites of songs, of Christmas songs, on a loop over and over again. Just just a clip, just a piece one so of you don't them. even get a full song? No. You would just get, like, a piece of a song? Over and over and over Like, and over the few again. bells of a, like, uh, like, like mm-hmm. jingle, 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 like, jingle, jingle, and no, then the next like, track kind of a thing? Dun, 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 like, shut up! Yeah, like that. Grandma got ran over by a, and then it would just go to the next one? Like, like Oh, that's a great song. You know, I could listen to that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> In a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to like cause this weird conversation. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! This, this is you know, the, we're, we're still on, we're definitely on point because the 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 whole idea is that sound it it does affect us both in a good way and a bad way. You know, or well, you know what I mean. You know, they're. The sound there there are different sounds for different moods. Yeah. And this movie did a great job of like producing sounds that were both terrifying, like at, at certain points. And uh, at other times, you know, it was, it was just a crazy film, man. It was weird. It was just a crazy film. <laughs> it was uh kind of uh yeah, just cerebral and like there were some things that didn't seem very linear when we were watching it. I mean, it eventually all made sense in the context that we were watching it. But I remember thinking, is this happening, like, in order? Or mm-hmm. are these things really happening? Are they in his mind? And those are the kind of things that I think when I'm watching something that's like a psychological thriller, which I think this could have been kind of a psychological thriller, too. Yeah, it was good. That I mean, the movie is actually good. I, I don't know if we've emphasized that, like, like even though it was kind of disturbing and and it was dark, it was good. Like, I think that they, the way the story laid out and everything was revealed, like you were talking about, was pretty masterfully done. Like, I, what, I didn't feel like I was missing anything by the end. I feel like I had everything that the movie intended me to know. From the plot. It's kind of of this weird mashup, too, because you feel like at one, in one place, you're in this really low budget, like, situation where he's just got, like, a synthesizer in the basement, and he's just kind of tweaking it and making these little, you know, he's got this weird thing where he drags his 
fingers across this light screen or something that I really want one of those. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, there were like several scenes where he's talking to this guy on his microphone and like there's this light screen that's just kind of blinking on the side. And I felt maybe I'm just ADD or something, but like the he must have said something really important. But I was just watching those lights, man. Like my eyes just kept getting drawn to like one one dot would hit another dot and then make like a big square of of of, of dots. And I was just like, I want one. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's like that lights out game I used to have an electronic one where you just eliminate the squares, except for it was doing it on its own. That was the actual sci-fi. Maybe his synthesizer was alive. And no, no, no. What? Yes? No? What? Okay. It sounds like a good twist to me. Jetpack. <laughs> I think it was interesting what you said about the fact that they don't leave the house. Yeah. Because... Hardware. Because... Uh, Just like hardware. Yeah, I thought of hardware when you guys were talking about that. And I thought of the freaking um, Chappie when we were watching that. Oh, yeah. About how, like, he, he, like, figured out the whole world, Secret of the Soul or something, based on, like, four PlayStation <laughs> together. I was like, this guy's synthesizer is almost as good as those four PlayStations. <laughs> yeah, one synthesizer equals four PlayStations. <laughs> and there was a PlayStation 4. That's a, that's a lot of technology. I bet I could figure out some stuff. Uh, maybe we should go buy one right now. Best cool. Buy credit card. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't think they sell synthesizers. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like you didn't say very much. No. You should say more. Oh, you mean during the podcast? I'm the most boring person. You here. are not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about. Don't want to cause any physical felt harm. I like you were just like holding yourself back. No, I just. Um, I mean, I was holding my back, myself back on purpose because I don't want to talk about how I was disturbed by the whole rape thing. It's a big deal, I, though. I, I, yeah, I really don't want to like deal. rush into that on this because. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, if I had if I had known that that was in the film, I probably would have not really wanted to see it that much. I feel like that's, that's a big red flag for me nowadays. A lot of movies, I just I don't. I don't yeah. know how that comes off. To people who see the movie otherwise that, like, treat it as only a dark comedy. Because I can imagine watching this movie, seeing what happens between those people, and not thinking, oh, that was rape. You know, thinking that's, ah, ha, 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 look what he's doing. He's such a loser. Like, yeah, he's a loser who's raping somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he does bad things. I mean, he's a bad person, and and you really you really wanted to suffer though. Like, I, the, at least for people. me, for me personally, I was just like, I really wanted him to suffer. Like, yeah, he did that before. He was manipulating. He, li- he literally killed people, and he literally yeah. raped yeah. people, and he literally enslaved people. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think there is like a weird comic element to the movie where I think it's that lo-fi thing of him being like oh wait a minute let me get the speaker set up let me push my synthesizer like whoops you weren't supposed to know that let me rewind this and and it's kind of almost like a British comedy where like the people running in their underwear or something like I don't know it's like it's like building blocks like the you know I feel like the story was almost like you know like Legos like and they kind of they set this one up here you know Mm -hmm. he's smart you know then they set another block and they're like you know he he created something cool Mm -hmm. wait there's something going on with this you know then then they throw in like another color block and then it's like you know oh looks like he's got a really bad relationship with his wife. And then later on, you know, they do yeah. more. And then, but then, then you start re- like once once it's established what he can do, then you start seeing all this nasty like other stuff is built up on there, and like you know, <laughs> and so it's like it's like they only really you only you, I mean you know that there's he's off, you know that he's off, yeah. But then you but you don't really know how far it's going to go, and then I I think that's just where it really gets agonizing is because like they kind of set it up that like oh cool he might do something really awesome with this technology, but no <laughs> no he just he. Sits in the house and rapes people. Yeah, yeah. I I think that uh, 
it's hard to watch something when you don't like the people that a story is about. Like, I've had this happen before where I'll be watching a TV series or something and suddenly I realize I don't like any of the characters on it anymore. I don't really care what happens to them and I don't want to watch it. But in this movie, I felt like as twisted as it was, they made it, they somehow kept people interested in finding out what was going to happen with this device that he created and what his master plan was going to be. And it's really strange that he's able to have all of this happen and make all of these grand scale choices, but really just <laughs> in such a little trivial way with this synthesizer he has. Yeah. It, it almost feels that, that almost reminds me of like, uh, I don't even know. I don't know what it reminds me of. Well, you mentioned early on when we, when we were watching the film, Sarah, that like, that you felt like that he could have just been a crazy guy. Yeah. He yeah. could have just been a crazy guy. You could write the whole movie off that it's all in his head. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the film, oh, he wakes up. Oh, oh, looks, I'm just a crazy guy. Nothing happened. I was sitting in a basement. You know? Like, totally. <laughs> totally. And I don't know what point I'm trying to make. No, yeah. But- <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember saying, like, is this a sci-fi movie if it ends up all being in his head? And yeah. we were talking about, like, whether or not our experience of watching a sci-fi movie makes it a sci-fi movie. Interesting, yeah. I, or, like, if that just makes it, like, a drama or a, a, like I said, a psychological thriller. It is kind of a psychological thriller, but with sci-fi elements and kind of this weird, I don't know, it's a weird movie. It's really, I've never seen anything like it before. Kind of reminded me of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but um, which is like one of my favorite movies ever, but kind of weirder than that, which is saying something <laughs> weirder. Darker. 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 Yeah, for sure darker. I mean, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is about love, and this is like about power. Power corrupting, absolutely. Even at the end, when the thing happens, it's like it doesn't. Well, uh, my, yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but um, but what I is did. wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? If I, I had a synthesizer, who you would fail? <laughs> I wouldn't know what would happen. <laughs> so you wouldn't be any wiser. I just wish that he had more opposition. I think that's the my only problem in the film. Is he just got away with everything, like, way too... What do you mean? The police show up? And yeah, then- yeah, and for a minute, and then they go away, because he my, mind messed with them. And that insurance guy from the car company shows up? Again. The dude, the dude he messed with his mind. Oh, what about the other guy who knows about the sound powers? He shows up. Yeah, the other scientist? Totally messes with his mind, and he goes away, too. It's like all opposition is, is resolved within like two to three minutes in this movie. Sometimes he waits a minute to push the button. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you he kind does. of wonder like, oh, is he not going to do it this time? Nope. How would you react if you were in the room with somebody and they just suddenly put on headphones while you were talking to them? I would <laughs> run. <laughs> well, now, how would think, you have reacted before? I think I would get pissed. Like, I would just be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what the? You don't want to listen to me? Like, My association with that is somebody's going to fire a gun or something. Oh. Like, why else would you do that indoors without anybody huh. else having any or anything on? I didn't think of that. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen a gun before, so I don't know. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I what? Just, I just churn butter for a living out in the fields. I don't know about guns. Wait, there were guns and hardware. Damn, my story falls apart so fast. <sighs> so, okay, okay. Well, we've had a pretty good discussion about this movie. I think the thing I want to talk about lastly is, is this a better movie than Hardware? Hardware from 1990, if you'll recall, starring Dylan McDermott and some other people. I would say that it's my second favorite movie about being stuck in an apartment. (laughs) After Hardware. After Hardware. Right. Yes. Sarah, you didn't actually watch Hardware. What's your opinion? Um, 
I liked this movie. I would never watch it again, but I liked it because it was different. Yeah. I feel inspired in some weird way to go out and buy a synthesizer just to mess around with it now. Yes. I, I mean, they look fun. I don't think I like the sound of that, Aaron. We just watched a movie where people do synthesizers to do really bad things. I don't think I like the sound of that. <laughs> Aaron's a good person. He would not use the power of mind control. Listen, one of my favorite bands is Queen, and one of Queen's labels is No Synthesizers. I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fine, man. There was one other thing that we didn't talk about that I thought of. Okay. Well, we had kind of these existential conversations when we were watching the movie, kind of about what experience would be like, what the experience would be like to be these people that were under the control of another person. And, and Aaron and I were talking a little bit spiritually about, you know, what the meaning of life is. And then sort of saying, like, is it possible to really get to the meaning of life if you're under someone else's command? And, you know, just sort of talking about that. And I think Aaron and I both were of the opinion that those people <laughs> didn't do anything to deserve this. Nothing at all. And that in the grand scheme of things, their spirituality wouldn't be, you know, in jeopardy in any way for this or their journey in life. Yeah. It was derailed into another direction. And that is in no way their fault. These incidences that are now happening to them are part of their experience. But I I feel the same way with like portrayals of people with a demonic possession as well. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's necessarily their fault in, in film when, when that occurs, you know, and I mean, they just become, you know, a thing, something in the story that, that, that is causing terror, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. I th- I uh, I don't want to get too into God, really, but I think that this movie, throughout the storyline, I was getting this vibe of like, you know, he thinks he's God. He th- he thinks he can do whatever he wants, and I've noticed sometimes in in movies that people think that they can do something really crazy. And just, you know, thinly veil this analogy about God. And I think some people just have a really twisted idea of what they think God is or what, you know, if they're, if they don't believe in God, they use this sort of an argument to say there is no God because bad things happen in the world. And, you know, they're saying like, well, what if God is like this twisted guy in an apartment with a synthesizer controlling everyone and not helping them in any way. And like, I don't know. I just felt like, I felt like there was um, an underlying thing of, are we part of this experiment? This experiment, you know, is God, is God just some, you know, person pointing at us and laughing like the Greek gods or whatever in freaking Clash of the Titans. I don't know. <laughs> no, like, I, 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 get what you're, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I get a little bit irritated when I think that a movie is trying to make that point without coming out and saying it. So when I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, this guy thinks he's, you know, godlike. He's realizing he can do anything he wants to anyone. And he was the most human person you could have ever picked to show this experiment in a movie on. So if if anybody who made this movie was trying to make a point about what God is, I'm not, you know, I don't pretend to know everything and I'm not the most religious person in the world, but I, I disagree if that was a point that was trying to be made yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Totally. I totally agree with you, Sarah. That that doesn't need to be a part of the recording if you don't want it to be. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Burgess Meredith, Harry Hamlin. No, I think I think it's a very important point, though. Like I, they they did touch on those matters, and it was really weird too because when we were discuss we were having our discussion about about free will, mm-hmm. and and it just it it, it was mind boggling to see that that you know the the concept of you know God did come up in the film. Like later on, I was just like, whoa, like <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, maybe I was reading into it too much in that direction, but I just. 
sometimes I hear people say things like that, you know, that they think this is all some crazy twisted experiment and that there's some godlike figure laughing at us in the clouds or something. And I just think that that's the silliest thing you could imagine our existence being. It's like that, it's like that Depeche Mode song, right? <laughs> Shout. Um, yep. I didn't mean to make this all, you know. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Joel, what are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it in like existential terms like that it could be like a micro version of the earth or something in his house? My feelings about control and a higher power have almost no relation with what happens in this movie. So I can say honestly that I didn't feel like this was a reflection of anything that I could believe or see. But I do have a weird... No, I wasn't saying that I could see that. I was saying I could see someone else saying it. Right. I could see... But that's why I don't have friends. writing this in. I don't have friends, so I don't have to hear people say crap. I don't know <laughs> I, I'm your is. friend, Joel. <laughs> I'm your friend. You're on I'm going to go on, on public radio uh, <laughs> podcast and say I'm your friend. Aaron, you're on and notice. I'll tell you, you I'll said you were going to buy a synthesizer, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mean to get all serious. Uh-huh. I just... Um, no, you make good points, though. I think that maybe it's not... Maybe that's not the way they intended it to be taken. But I've had conversations with people like that before. Yeah, that are absolutely. Kind of, they kind of try to get your goat by turning the idea of God into this, like, puckish creature. Would, would you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been watching too much Hannibal. That's the problem there. God must enjoy killing. He does it all the time, you know. And I don't think there's anything wrong with taking it on a serious side. I mean, that's, yeah, definitely not... A lighthearted affair movie. It is. A, it is a cerebral movie. So these kind of questions, like even though they they don't occur to me, but that's because that's not the way my mind works. You know, I'm not thinking about the bigger picture. I'm watching the cinematography and I'm listening to the sound design and watching the actors go through their motions and exp- uh, that's the way I experience movies, but. I I really like that you experience them that way that you do. And Aaron? Yeah. Uh I think he had his eyes closed during the entire movie, but yeah. that's good too. I got a good nap in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It seems like there might have been some improv stuff done too, impromptu Things in the movie. Yeah, all those sex scenes definitely seem improv to me. <laughs> the sex was terrible. It was so. It was so. It was cringeworthy. Well, it was, <laughs> it was like so upsetting. Yeah, I don't even want to describe it. It was yeah. just. It was rough. Anyway, <laughs> now that we're off that subject, I'm gonna have to say, Hardware was a better movie, though, Joel. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure that I would watch Hardware, like, three times more than I'd watch this movie. Yes, I I certainly... I would watch this movie again, but not anytime soon, and certainly not for, like... Oh, I... I, You know, I wouldn't sit down and be like, oh, I feel like watching LFO. I, You know, if I saw it, maybe I wanted to remember remember something I'd seen there, you know, uh, I would watch it again. But, yeah, Hardware is at least fun to watch, especially with other people. This seems like the kind of movie you'd tell people about, though, because, like, it does cause all these, like, ideas to go into your head and you're sort of left thinking about it afterwards. But I I, I could see myself saying, oh, my gosh, have you guys heard of this crazy movie? And then being really sorry I did afterwards because I don't want to burden anybody with, like, having to go through it. But at the same time, it's so weird. Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> I got I got really excited when I saw Elijah Wood as a producer, and I was kind of hoping that maybe he would show up 
At as your a house? Bit, as a bit, yeah, definitely at my house. We could talk action figures. But no, no, we were, uh, I, I was hoping he'd show up in the movie and kind of disappointed that he didn't even do like a little bit part, like the mailman or like, you know. Maybe he played the synthesizer. Wow. Maybe he was, about all, he was Kenny Baker style inside the, th- the synthesizer. <laughs> okay. What? What's that? Kenny Baker, he was the the little person that was inside R2-D2. Well, My imagination came up with something way cooler than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing a movie where there was like a human that got put into a machine. Oh, that's cool. Like a... Lawnmower man. <laughs> no, not like Lawnmower Man. Oh. I'll save it. I'll save it. All right. I, I hope the randomizer chooses Lawnmower Man at some point. Oh, man. That's a good idea. Let's. Why don't we see what we can get here? As we said last time, whenever we go to choose our next movie, we simply reach into a pocket dimension, which gives us a movie that just happens to be on Netflix Instant Watch here in the U.S. So we're going to reach in right now and... Oh, it's going to be... Oh. oh, what happened, Joel? That was just gas. Oh, okay. So the next movie is Parts Per Billion from 2014, directed by Brian Horiuchi. H O R I U C C. Chi is not a letter. Uh, that that's Brian Horuchi. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a. H-O-R-I. I think you're just being racist. Mm, maybe. Sorry. Anyways. Sorry, Brian. Uh, it says it's got a 2.2 rating, so that should be fun. Got a lot of famous people in it. We'll see what that's like. Cool. Uh, once again, another movie we've never heard of and have no idea what it's going to be like. <laughs> but we'll find out next week when we come back. Until then, uh, thank you for listening. My name is Joel Torres. My name is Aaron Cornelius. I'm Sarah Roberts. And we'll see you next time. These kitties are really... I forgot about the earworm, though. Oh, man. Yeah, it ha- that, that happens. Oh, good, it's still recording. It's the one that goes da 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 da. I played it for you that one time. You should have gone on a little bit more. That could have been the opening. For you this mean episode. what is what is the Walton show? Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I don't. I don't know. The Walton show is. Uh, God. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a little house on the prairie type show. They're like a frontier family. From like the the sixties or fifties or something. Why does 70s. anybody ever need to remember that? I don't know. Probably people grew Six up flags. watching it all the time. Yeah, like <laughs> Six Flags. Huh? They, they just pick like they type mining into a search engine. And those are the songs that came mm-hmm. up. Also, we didn't have the internet back then. Oh God, it's coming back. Okay, okay. Um. <laughs>